All right, welcome everybody to Modest Brewing. This is the Scornor Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball. And ordinarily we sit in a dimly lit studio on Thursday mornings, and it's just you, Glenn, myself, and Derek Wetmore, mostly you making fun of us and then driving up to the cabin. But you were kind enough to drive down from the cabin to Modest. Let's give Glenn a round of applause for... Uh, Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah, we did it in reverse. We're at night, and I, I came from up north, so... Uh, happy to be here. This should be fun. We also brought Rami Makloff along. Why is it a dimly lit studio when the three of you get With together? With scented candles. With scented candles. Glenn's yeah. preference. The twins are that good. It makes us. It gets us in that type of a, a mood. We need scented candles. And that is Judd Zolgad back here. And uh, we are the Scorner Twin Show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Gentlemen in front. And I want to start the show off by just, let's start with Glenn and just kind of go around on this uh, small stage around in a circle. This is probably, we were talking about this on our show today. This is probably the most fun Twins baseball has been in a decade. I mean, they, they definitely popped up in 2017, and uh, there was another season in which they kind of flirted with a wild card. That might have been your last season with the Twins. Uh, that was 2015. Is it fair right. to say that this is the most fun Twins team in nine years since 2010 without a doubt and and you go back further with all the guys that came back into town um for mauer's number retirement deal and then just this past weekend for nathan um we've talked about that a lot and the consensus is pretty much for sure since like 06 uh and that was a fun team to watch i think like probably all the way back to like 02 when it was like when the team first popped back up like they almost got contracted and then they were all really good this is more entertaining, though. I know some people like moving runners over and two-to-one games. and That's the kind runs. of ball that Judd loves. Judd loves, like, double switches and BS like that. Balls in play. Yeah, oh, that is Judd's I, thing I love right the double there. switch, and so does Rami. I do love a double switch. I do. I, I, I love, like, how many times this year where it's 6-4, to 6-3 in the fifth inning, and you're like, this game isn't over. It's not even close to over. And I've said that a few times, like, doing the pre and post game show where like the producer wants to like start writing the script and I'm like dude this game's not over like they they still got four at bats like they're going to score five more runs they're probably going to win and then they do so I, the way that they've won the way that they win this year is way more exciting than any twins team that I've watched yeah give me the long ball all day I've enjoyed I mean I don't have the the spectrum that you guys have to look through having just come from Milwaukee in January but I can't imagine there are many more entertaining teams in Major League Baseball this year. I can't really speak on the history of the Twins or recent history of the Twins. been following the Brewers in National League Baseball for the last, I don't know how many years, but just looking around Major League Baseball right now, there can't be too many teams that are more entertaining than this. Better, worse, okay, we can argue that, but entertaining? This is, this is the, I'm with Glenn. This is the type of baseball I like to watch. You can move runners along all you want, and pitching wins championships, and you can put that in quotations. I'll take what the Twins are doing this year. This has been awesome to watch. Last three-plus weeks, Oakland, Yankees, Braves now, Cleveland. This is great. Now, Glenn, I've got a question. Am I guilty of being a, a little bit um, overzealous in this fact? I almost want to clear the Kansas Cities and Detroits and all those teams out because these series, like right now, and you might not win all the games, but they're so much fun to watch. Like Kansas City, you sweep them or you win two or three. Okay, that's great. They're just not that good. 
But this is fantastic. Oakland was fantastic. It's well, it's it's good baseball. The I think the thing about the like even that Royal series that just happened is like if they don't sweep them, it's a disappointment. Yes. Like you're 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 like, well, that was dumb. That was a wasted weekend. You won two out of three, and so you have to sweep teams like that. I get it. What's going to be better than this Brave series? Better than the A's series? Better than the Yankee series? Is the rest of the games with the Indians? Because that's what's going to decide the division. They have some tougher games, but they're playing really well. Um, it's going to come down to how the Twins play against the Indians. The Twins have the upper hand with a three or four four game lead now, so they have the upper hand. But those are going to be the games. Like this weekend, the Yankee series was really cool, and that was a slugfest. But the them playing the Indians when it matters matters is going to be the best. So you still got to play those games. I get what you're saying, but. I'm excited for this weekend and then for the rest of the games they have against the Indians. I'm always mindful of every series matters, even if it is the Royals, even if it is the White Sox, because you don't want to get into a situation like 2009 where you have to go win another game to get into the postseason. Even if it's for the division, in this case, with the uh, Indians and Twins. Am I too loud for you, Glenn? No, I can can hear you better. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, You know, so back to your original question, Phil, like 2009 had the highest peak moment. Of the last, what, 20 years right? in Twins baseball? The game 163 was, like, off the charts drama. 2010 was a really, really talented club. But for entertainment value across a full season, 2019 is as fun as it's been since they got hot in 2006. And I don't get Judd. I don't know. He doesn't well, want. He, he doesn't want easy bumps. series. Join the club. He wants a tight race. Like when the Indians caught up to the Twins, he was like, "Thank God, we have a tight race." Like, how much tension and hand wringing do you need? Like, I love it. I don't. I, I love it. I absolutely love yeah, close but the, baseball. I like as, as it fan. too. I like it too. But like the Indians and the playoffs, will be plenty of tension for me. My heart can't take. Like a, another, I can't take another season of A's and Yankees series. Yeah, well, we game, game one, game one of the playoffs is going to be against the Yankees. So right, there will be there even if there's no tension during the regular season. That's the way it's shaping up right now. It's going to be Twins Yankees for that first round. Okay, how many people in the room are actively rooting for a Twins Yankees playoff series? I want to see this. Make noise. Okay. All right. All right. Many, all right. Okay. Speaking. We've got if, we've if, got we've got people cheering and then the, all the other people are like. Okay, if you don't want a Twins-Yankees series, boo boo right now if you don't want a Twins-Yankees series. See, I kind of want it. You have to exercise the demons at some point. Yeah, you feel me down here. I think... (laughs) Everyone's like, no. Yeah, we, one, know, we know one guy's Aaron, like, yeah, Judd. Mackie's right. Okay, yeah, you feel <laughs> me. at the one table that's a you great guys related or That's Minnesota, though. Like, avoid the confrontation. Like, we, maybe true. someone else will beat the Yankees, and then we can go beat a different team. So then <laughs> then, the, then we don't have to deal with that. Are no. you, so as, as a guy who you were in the system or on the team for pretty much all of those Yankees bludgeonings in the playoffs, not to pour salt in a wound here, but are you... Or which side of the fence are you on? Would you rather like, well, maybe the Astros or some, maybe like the the, the Indians will take care of the Yankees in a series, and then you can just avoid them? Or are you I saying would, bring it on? I would love to to watch them go beat the Sox off them. Like they almost did it here. They played them really tough. They were up. They had some bullpen meltdowns. Like they did so many of the things where it looked like like they can play with them. And I think that they're a better team than them. So I would like them to just go, just go. Do it. I think just get it. Like let them play them. Go into Yankee Stadium, beat the snot out of them, and then move on to the next round. I don't think most of the guys on this Twins team have that in their minds, do they? The Nobody cares the one bit. Exactly, it's, because it's not that, none of these guys were here for that. It's so far in the past, and even like I remember Miguel Sano's 
first game in Yankee Stadium, he hit for sure one, if not two, home runs. And it was like, wait, what's? Why is this Twins player hitting a home run in Yankee Stadium? We don't do that. <laughs> That's not allowed. Yeah, I'm supposed to do that. You know, and and then here this year he hit a, a what should have been a game winning home run. In the, in the eighth or ninth inning. So you're not even allowed to hit doubles down the left field line at Yankee Stadium if you're the Twins. There's just like an umpire down the that says, no, the sorry, that ball's foul. That's foul territory. Because he just like Twins. walks out of the, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's something to be said for, you've, you, you, it's if it was just one bad playoff series against the Yankees, I would say, yeah, I'd rather avoid the Aaron Judge thing. But it would be fun for it to come full circle and for the Twins to hit a bunch of home runs off Yankees relievers and, and turn the tables like they did against Joe Nathan in 2004 sure. or 2006. Not 2006. 2006 was the A's. That was another depressing series. That was a really bad The, the A's could be in this mix one. about revenge, It too. was 09, too. 09, 09 they yeah. got Nathan. And it was 03. Yeah. Oh, and it was 2010. Yeah. See, yeah. there's a theme here. But it goes through... You guys are really putting a lot of life into this room. <laughs> it goes through the Yankees, <laughs> or it goes through... The Twins horror stories. Or go it, it goes through Houston. I mean, it's going to have to go through a really good gonna team. going to have to beat somebody good. So, you know, the, the players don't care... But ultimately, if you're facing the Yankees or you're facing now what? Verlander, Cole, and Granke? It's going to go through somebody who's really, really good. Yeah. Are you are you stand by? You just said the Twins are better than the Yankees. I believe so, Follow yeah. up on that. I do. I, do. I, I mean, the, the, I like their pitching better. I like their bullpen better. I like their offense better. I mean, I think just in, in general, we didn't see Tanaka here, but... Still, I just, I mean, that the lineup, the, that lineup is so stinking hard to pitch to that you, you take that lineup over almost any pitcher in the game outside of maybe those, those Astros guys. You know, if, if you're, if you're weighing a lineup against a pitching staff, I mean, you gotta like the Twins lineup better than going into a battle against most everybody's pitching staff. The Astros are the tougher matchup right now. They just, roster wise, they just have, t- they're stacked. And the pitching matchup's gonna be tough. The fun thing about this season is, like, we're already fast-forwarding to that, but it's going to... Sorry, Rami. I hope your heart's going to be okay. It's going to take a, a pretty big effort to get to that now that the Indians have charged and closed the gap, and those these final, what, seven weeks are going to be a ton of fun before the playoffs even start. Oh, yeah. Just on the, just on the game. I hope your heart left. can handle it. My heart can handle okay, it. I'm good. cut the brakes guy, Derek. I don't know if you remember, but... <laughs> the, the in, but the... Glenn is dead on when he talks about the games left with the Indians. I mean, that's going to be all the tension that you need in in the remain in the last month or two of a season. You have ten games against a team that's trying to hunt you down right now and is four games behind can, you. Can I push back on that a little bit? Sure. And I want the room's take here on this: is that like those ten games matter? You can't go one and nine. But if you do your thing against the Indians and if four and six, six and four, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you just win the games against the cupcakes in your division that you're supposed to win. The Twins are still in the driver's seat in this division. Like I think those games mean more to the Indians than they do to the Twins. Just from a well, math they do standpoint. because they're four up. They got to catch up. But that it's that. But that's my point. That's what's going to decide the division is how those games go. If the Twins win that series, the Twins win the division. If the Indians go seven and three against the Twins, they're going to they're changed. Then I mean that's a the Indians come in and win three out of four this weekend. They they pick up two games. So it's it's. I don't know if there's enough wood in here for you to say that. It's Glenn, how it's how uh, it's how you play. Wood. It's going to come down to how you play against the Indians, and that's the I mean that's the bottom line, and that's the way it should be though. Like you don't want to go beat everybody else and watch them, whether they win or lose. You want to play them and beat them, and and then go to the postseason. 
So, Glenn, in, in your mind, with the trade deadline moves that were made, Dyson obviously is hurt, but he's going to come back probably in a couple of weeks or so. And Romo, do you think the bullpen is, is now at a point where it should it should have been or you would have liked to have seen it for that Yankee series and is that much stronger for the postseason? Well, I, I think that they got what they could get. And, and that's kind of been my defense of them in the deadline is outside of Granke, nobody really got anybody. So it's not like we watch the Yankees go get two starters and a bullpen guy. And this team get all the other, you know, and then it's like, well, what the heck did the Twins, you know, the Twins went and got two guys that are pretty stinking good that have been really good this year and in their careers. Um, I mean, they still have to have some of the other guys. They have to have Trevor May pitch better. They have to have Tyler Duffy continue to get outs in the sixth, maybe seventh inning. Um, you know, and it's, it was an uncharacteristic meltdown from Taylor Rogers. Like, he gave up the homer to Hicks. He's not, he hasn't typically done that. So some of those things just happen throughout games. They get magnified by media, by fans, when it's against the Yankees. That, it, that all of a sudden that, oh, yeah, here we go again. See, I think, I think when, it, when I'm sizing up Twins and Yankees, you brought up Tanaka. Tanaka's been mostly unpitchable the last month or so. I, I don't look at their rotation unless Luis Severino comes back and say, well, that, that rotation's better. You could, I, I think the Twins have a better rotation than the Yankees. Um, on paper, the Yankees have a better bullpen, but a lot of those guys who are household names have been struggling. And so lineup versus lineup, yes, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton's going to come back. But the guy that gives the Twins more credibility than they've had maybe ever against the Yankees is Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is having one of the greatest seasons of a 38-plus-year-old in the history of baseball. And think about this. As much fun as it was watching Jim Tomey in 2010 and 2011 hit 600 home runs and 25 home runs in the regular season, Nelson Cruz, we're only four months into the season, Nelson Cruz has been more valuable and more of a presence in that lineup for this year's Twins team than Jim Tomey was in 2010. And that's crazy because Jim Tomey was hitting balls off flagpoles, for God's sakes, <laughs> and off of that weird DeWalt sign in the middle of the batter's eye when Target Field was new. Well, and think about how much Nelson Cruz has stood out this year amongst a team with yeah. one guy, one other guy now that has 30 homers. Uh, Rosario's probably going to get their Crohn's probably get, So they're going to yeah. have a And he stood out that much more where in 2010... It was like Jim Tomey was the offense. He was the power on that team, and Nelson Cruz has been able to stand out on this team with all the guys that hit home runs. He's the guy at the center of all of it. And we talked about it this weekend. With all those home runs he hit, he had two doubles that went off the wall. He was like 10 feet short of having two three-homer games against the Royals. Watching him hit, I mean, it's... I never liked facing him, just the way he stood up there, the way he was so... It's it's almost a slow pitch softball y type of feel where he's like just like waiting for it to come in and then I'm gonna <laughs> hammer it somewhere. Like you, you feel like when you watch him right now that you can't get him out, that, that when he gets out he swung too hard or very rarely lately here he's chased p- pitches, but he's uh he's been re- I mean it's been really fun to watch and like without him I mean, they're still going to hit home runs, but but he's just he's like that guy in the center of it, where like a proven, and all these other guys can watch him and like, okay, well, I can do what he can do type of deal. There's also like there's something to be said. It's that Tory Hunter effect from a couple years ago. You know, give, give me a lineup full of really good players before I get into clubhouse chemistry and things like that. But there's something to be said for. When a team a few years ago starts off poorly and Tory Hunter comes in and says, No, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate with a smoke machine and techno music in the clubhouse 
because we're going to be loosey-goosey and have fun, I feel like having Nelson Cruz in your lineup and in your clubhouse is sort of an instant calming feeling. Like, hey, we're not going so well right now, but I'm still going to hit 45 home runs, and <laughs> like we're still going to we're still going to score 12 runs tomorrow against some crappy team like the White Sox. There's just like there's got to be a confidence knowing, yeah, we got that dude in our clubhouse, and we got that dude going into the playoffs against the Astros, the Yankees, or whoever you might face. And I think there's I think there's a lot of that up and down this lineup that nobody has to go into any game or came into this season thinking this is all on my shoulders, and if I strike out, then the world comes to an end for the Minnesota Twins and Twins fans. Knowing you have Max Kepler doing what he's doing, and Eddie Rosario, and, and Nelson Cruz, and, the, and a lineup full of guys who are doing what they're doing, you get an out or, or a rally gets killed early, like like Glenn was saying earlier, you don't feel like that was your last chance to do anything. You, you go back out onto the field, and you try and, and get to the next at-bat because, you know, something very well could happen in that next at-bat. There's not that defeatist attitude and that self-fulfilling prophecy of if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Well, and I think you talk about, like, a calming influence. You don't see him, and I, I like emotion. I like guys that show emotion on the field, but he's not a helmet slammer. He doesn't argue with umpires. He doesn't come in and slam his bat. He knows that he's going to have another opportunity. And, so, and he also knows that... You, you can't get it done every time. And that's especially important for young guys to see that you don't need to, when you when you miss that pitch and ground out to end the inning, to throw your, to chuck your helmet on the ground because you've missed that. Like, baseball's hard. And I think he's been around long enough to know that the game is hard and that sometimes you're not going to get the job done, but you'll have another opportunity next time. Who got the most mad? Like, which teammate did you play with that, like... Like, Carl Pavano took a bat to a cooler one time. I, well, I feel like pitches are different because like, he threw every fifth day. So if you screw up that day, like that that's like ruins your, your week. That's your, yeah, that's your, yeah. like, Nelson Cruz gets hit four times a game and he realizes that. I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I don't remember, like, particularly guys, but there was a lot of guys that, like, I just remember guys, like, in all those bad years we had, like, running down first base and then as they touch first base, like, grabbing their helmet and throwing it on the sure. ground. It's like, I mean, you know, is that... It's not necessary, I guess. Like you, you're going to get another opportunity, so do it next time. Did you ever take a bat to anything? Like, what's the most mad you ever? I took a bat in in the minor leagues. I took a bat really? to a cooler. Yep, <laughs> I did. Uh, and then the next day, they 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 bandaged it all up and put band aids on it. <laughs> it was back. In, it, it was back in the dugout the next day. It was like covered in band aids and like pre wrap. Ready to fight another fight. Gauze. Yeah. yeah. It is funny, like, Glenn, that you say that you love players that show emotion the week that Josh Donaldson's in town. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, emotion d- directed in the right way is great. <laughs> okay. You mean not a, for a long admiring foul ball? long foul ball? Nelson Cruz hit a ball the other day in the. Th- in the, in the third deck. Yes. Like, they hit, like, Dave St. Peter's window. Yeah. <laughs> you go to batting practice. And he didn't watch it. All season long, you won't see somebody hit that. And he does it in a game. Just, yeah. He goes it back, was like a like, 94 right, mile an hour fastball <laughs> in off the plate. And he hit he it off care. Dave St. Peter's window. And he didn't watch it. You don't watch, you don't, you don't know. You don't watch You don't admire ball. it? Oh, for, for a foul ball. For a home run, you admire it. For a foul oh, ball, absolutely. you don't Josh Donaldson. <laughs> he, when he hit that, ch- he hit that changeup on Friday night off that Sparkman dude. And, like, had that look on his face, like, I feel bad for that baseball. Yeah. And for Sparkman, like, whoever that guy is. Not like, man, I hit that really far. He's like, God, oh, that baseball is ruined. <laughs> it's not even so, a souvenir anymore. 
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your so, Glenn, it, this rotation now is currently uh, constituted. How comfortable are, are you with this rotation, uh, not only for the rest of the season now, but also the playoffs, if you're going Barrios 1? And, and then what what would your playoff rotation be? I, I Well, I think you you would go Odorizzi, too. Okay. Um, and, then, and then Gibson. And, I mean, it's it's not... It stacks up against the Yankees. It stacks up against the the Indians as they are right now. Uh, if they get Kluber and, and Clevenger back to where they were, then then that's tough too. But the the Astros are on a different level. Um, but I mean, that's what they have. So they've you know Barrios has been pretty consistently good all year. He's an ace now. Odorizzi's having a career year. So like I mean, does that continue? But even Brios, I mean, in any of those guys, it doesn't matter who it is. I would trust in the American League. I would trust Verlander in the playoffs, and that's about it. Because hmm. you just like you get into that next level in that extra month of games. Garrett Cole's a big, strong dude, so I probably trust him too. But it's hard to trust a lot of guys when they've never done something like that, and that, that you know that have even even Barrios has had a history of slowing down as the season's gone on. Yeah. It's a long season. 33 starts um so i mean it's but when you stack them up against other teams i feel okay about it yeah i want to see how barrios finishes the year yeah i mean and that's why that's why i was adamant about them getting somebody to go above or right behind barrios at the deadline just because it gives you a little bit of a buffer absolutely and and even odorizzi as good as he's been it's still there's still questions and a little bit of uneasiness, like unpredictability of how he's going to do on any given day. He got to pitch against the Marlins. He wasn't good, but he had a good start because it's the Marlins. You don't get that luxury in October, unfortunately. No, and that's the thing. So, like, you know, I mean, not which guy. He's not Jekyll and Hyde, so it's not which guy shows up, but just a consistent manner of, of, of how they're competing. But I said early on that's why it's important if they can clinch early to give those guys, try to get them guys some sort of a rest so they're fresh going in. Sure. I want to see how Michael Pineda closes the year, too, once he gets back. Uh, coming off Tommy John, you never know exactly how a guy's going to finish that season, but I think he's been good of late till he hit the injured list. And to answer Judd's question, like, okay, they're, they're not the Dodgers, they're not the Astros, but you look at the rest of the rotations, unless the Indians get back to full right. strength, like, you take this rotation backed by this offense against literally anybody but the Dodgers and Astros, and then even that's a pretty good fight. But if fight. it comes down to the Astros, that's a really, really yeah, tough then, rotation. Yeah, but then to it's sports. Then it's sports. I, I, exactly. I would go... That's why we have Derek Wetmore here. I would take... <laughs> and sports can break your heart, is, Rami. Baseball's a sport. <laughs> Start there. Really? Look, they're, they're one of the most talented teams across the major leagues. Like, I, I have to keep saying that because I think sometimes... No, I agree with you. When we it, get up to a spot where they're winning two-thirds of their games, we're like, well, yeah, but the sixth inning... Is, no, Talent-wise, they are as good as it gets. One half step below the Dodgers and the Astros, but stack them up against anybody else, and I'd take the Twins as favorites in the series. But if you weren't going to make a move to bump Odorizzi down a spot in the rotation, then 
I would have liked to have seen them really, really add to the bullpen and make it so that if you have a lead after five innings, you can go to that bullpen in almost any given playoff game, the way that the, the schedule is stacked up. And I, I don't know that they necessarily did that. I think that's one way to counter a rotation like the Astros is if you have a better group of guys to get 27 outs than what they have, even with that three that that trio of starters. So who who up. should they have gotten? Will Smith was out there, but he didn't get traded. I know, I understand. So I, I mean that, but that, that that's kind of my defense. And that's the of argument the trade that's out there. You can't argue generally because if he went somewhere else, you're like, oh dang, right? It's a Craig Kimbrell thing. Oh, he went to the Cubs. Well, the Twins. He was clearly available. There's some question as to how available any of those Giants guys True. were as the deadline approached with the way they were playing baseball. So you can make that argument if somebody else got them. So it was either the, the price was too high, which like a Kirby Yates, I know the price was too high. I've said that on the show in the last week or two. But the, the Will Smith thing like kind of just faded away, and it, and it seems to me the same way with Bumgarner that it wasn't like the asking price was too high like Kirby Yates was. It was... I don't think we really want to trade them now. I don't know who to blame for that, sellers or buyers. What? But there wasn't a lot of movement. Right. I mean, anybody can get traded if Rob you want to. If you want to give up Alex Kirloff for for Will Smith, I'm for, sure the Giants for the record, are like, yeah, sure. I'm at a point, and I, and I and I was I, again. We don't know if if the Twins. We don't know if the Twins and the Mets talked, and the Mets. We know that there was a report that the Mets wanted Buxton. So and, I, and I'm not trading Buxton for for Noah Syndergaard. I need I need the Mets to throw something else in. But if the Mets would have said, we'll take one of your top two prospects for Noah Syndergaard, I would have said yes, but we don't know what that conversation was. It, it, so the, that conversation happened, and it... And it Are you going to break news right now? No, it's, no, I'm not. It's Derek Falvey. He's jamming the entire <laughs> He's like, oh, no, you don't. Perk's not talking about no, this. No, the, the, the Mets, the Twins offered... Oh, wow. <laughs> no, you know what? Like the conversation happened, and it was it was the price was too high, and then for whatever reason, the Mets pulled him off too. The Mets said yeah. we, we don't we're not like two days before the deadline. The Mets were like, eh, we're we're out. Only guy who sure. might have then gotten traded from the Mets would have been Zach Wheeler, and then yeah, then then to, to what Rami was saying earlier, you're like, okay, well, Zach Wheeler, I think he's a nice pitcher. I think he'd make this rotation better. Like how much better? Is it worth? And, and one I of don't the top and guys? I don't do a I don't do a no, rental. No. They don't do a do rental that. for this team, and I don't do somebody that can't fit right behind Barrios for another two years. So, Perk, what, what in your mind, with the one team I completely don't get, I don't get the Mets, but that's aside from this, the Giants. No one does. Explain, yeah, explain to me, if you're, I, I know you're in it, but you also have a new GM who's really, really smart. You've got a chance to trade off these assets. If you make the playoffs, it's sort of a hollow playoff run. I, I think it's, it's the Bruce Bochy. Yeah. Like, he's getting toward the end, and I think they want, like... Somebody must have talked him into it. It's either that or who's their GM? Is it Zaidi? Yes, yeah, so from the Dodgers. Yeah, probably the return might not have been there either. Because like I've said that all along, like yeah. I'm not quite sure how much I'd want Madison Bumgarner. And Will Smith is a 30 plus reliever. I'd take Will Smith. That is good, but like that's not you're not getting like a prospect haul for that guy. And Bumgarner's not good enough to get a prospect haul you know either. What I think? So he probably thought, you know what, we'll ride this thing out. Probably QO them and then get a draft pick. Yeah, I would think that when they got into a spot to be competitive again, ownership came in and said, you're going to make moves? That's okay. You've got the green light. We need to sign off on everything first. Yeah. And if it's not exciting enough to get somebody excited about it who's not in baseball ops, then deals tend to fall apart. Uh, just like, let's go down the line here. Start with Rami, Judd, Glenn, Derek, and Phil. 
Um, do you think the Twins can win the World Series as currently constructed? Yes. Are you looking for more than a one-word answer? <laughs> Feel free to yes. explore the space if you I would I think like. that the Astros are the favorite in, in the American League. Nobody else scares me in the American League outside of that, and I can see them getting through the Astros. They'd be favored. That I wouldn't pick them to beat the Astros, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did either. And really, nobody in the National League scares me that much. The Dodgers are a good baseball team, but I think their record is a little bit inflated because that, that's that's a bad division that they're playing. And you look at... The NL Central, for example, they are all just beating the hell out of each other in that division. That's why none of those records really stand out as that impressive. I don't think the Dodgers are head and shoulders above the National League the way that that it might look right now. So there just aren't that many teams that scare me in baseball, period, right now that I I look at and I say, no way the Twins can get them in a seven-game series. Go Cubs, right, Rami? Yes, sir. we're sporting the Cubs cap. Wearing the hat. Uh, can they win the World Series? Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're good enough. Um, does the pitching scare me a little bit? But they can score ten runs. the The Yankees are constructed to try and beat you seventeen fourteen if need be. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is they get guys. They've had guys hurt right and left, and it's been consistent and it's been a pattern. Um, so I, I don't think there's any way that you could definitely say that the Twins can't win the World Series, would they probably have to win some playoff games by scoring 15 runs? Perhaps, yes, but they can definitely win the World Series, yeah. So this question came up on my show two weeks ago, before the deadline. Derek and I both said no, so I'm curious to to, to hear what he says. Said no at that time. They added two relievers. Not Probably not enough to sway me, so I would say and then with the Astros getting Renke, maybe that probably I I know I don't I don't think they I I don't think they can I don't think I don't think they they will I guess boo <laughs> are you but hedging? I very are much hedging? hope they do I just I had said then before the deadline that the way they were con- currently constructed at that time that they couldn't I don't think adding Sergio Romo and Sam Dyson moved the needle that much it's tough because if the Astros don't get Granky and Aaron Sanchez and Biagini, you're like, okay, well, that's a good team over there, but the Twins just got better. They added a two high-leverage relievers. I know bullpens don't work this way anymore, but 15 years ago, you said they just got their seventh-inning guy and their eighth-inning guy. Now you've got to play around with the rest of the matchups. I actually need to add one more thing. I also said in that same show that the Astros wouldn't make a move, and they got <laughs> you did. I remember Zach freaking cranky. So like, <laughs> the Twins are going to win the series. I'm also an idiot, so maybe the Twins will win. <laughs> you said you're like, no, nah, they're good enough. They don't need anybody else. And then they went and got Zach Granky. So I, I do think the Twins are good enough to win the World Series. I think if that's going to happen, they're going to need a big boy start from somebody that you're not counting on, and they're going to need big outs from guys like Sam Dyson, Sergio Romo. For sure, Taylor Rogers, and then Tyler Duffy or Trevor May or someone. It's going to come. It's going to be one of those World Series teams that you're not talking about nationally before the postseason starts. But then when they're in there, you're like, oh, actually, this is a great team. How come we weren't talking about them before? Yeah, nationally, people aren't talking about them to the point that the Levitard show yesterday, or was it today? They had a poll yesterday. Who the hell is Mitch Garver? <laughs> and it was uh, the. The winner was 51% yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Mitch Garver? Yep. Yes. <laughs> they must not listen enough to the Score North First Place Twin Show because we've been telling them for months. Right. Um, a quick answer. Yes, they can win the World Series. I'm kind of in Rami's boat. Where it's like it's like a They're not favorites over the Astros, 
Because you're and asking, they're not can favorites they? Over the not, Dodgers. You're not, you didn't ask me, will they? I yeah. wouldn't say yes, they will, but you asked me, can they? Yeah, they can. Yeah, now you're arguing semantics. That's not. <laughs> that's not this man's been drinking. It's, Leave him alone, okay? It's possible, yeah. It's your first time working with me, Glenn. I hedge everything so I always sound right. That's yeah, my game. You, did, are you a lawyer? Not officially. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so how many people here are now like like me, where Sergio Romo is just my new favorite baseball player? Anybody else in the Sergio Romo camp? I feel like 10. That That's dude's so been good. so much fun to watch just the first got couple here, weeks. though. For, him, for that many people to woo I and know. applaud a guy who just got here. But you know what? He... He's a local hero for correctly pointing out a the, local abs- hero? the absurdity uh-huh. of Uptown being below downtown. He's no. already confused by it. I, I've lived here, and for we're six, all confused by I've it. I've lived quite here frankly. for six months in Uptown, and I, I am I suck with directions. I don't know which way is north, south, east, west. Google Maps gets me everywhere, but I was always like, is Uptown below? I could not figure it out in my head. I was like, Uptown is below downtown, but that can't be right. It's yeah. just got to be your stupid brain not being able you, to You and Sergio out. Romo should just do a full podcast investigating why I this is the case. I might do this. I might reach out to the twins. Um, probably do it, too. <laughs> my thought on Sergio Romo at first was, all right, like he's just been kind of with the Rays as an opener and the Marlins, and he's in his mid-30s now, and he's not, he's not the guy that the Giants had closing out World Series, and, he, and he's not. But then I saw him throw that slider about 15 times over the last couple weeks. And even if you know that pitch is coming, Glenn, there's really nothing. I mean, it's a little bit, it's like the reverse of the slider you used to throw where guys knew it was coming, but if you can get enough break on it, then there's screw. So, and what struck me, and I brought this up on, I think it would have been Friday because he pitched, he pitched, got the last outs on Friday night because Taylor Rogers wasn't available, is that he throws two pitches and he throws one of them 75% of the time. I don't know what his actual percentage is. Derek just doesn't have his computer, like so he should. He's Derek's usually my research guy during the show, and I'm like, come up with some stat. I'm like, Derek, can you confirm that for me? Yeah. Well, he doesn't have right. his computer, but um, he uh, he throws his slider a lot. He throws it more than his fastball for sure, and it's it's skewed pretty heavily. But you don't know what's coming. So he had one of those at bats against like Hunter Dozier or somebody, and he's slider, 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 and I'm like, no, it's Jorge Soler. Like at some point he's got to throw a fastball. And that's what gets into the hitter's head then is like, all right, he's throwing a 76-mile-an-hour slider. He, he At some point, he's going to throw me a fastball. But then if he, like, it's like he never does. And then when you're finally like, all right, this dude's just going to throw me 10 straight sliders. Then he throws a fastball, and he gets a swinging strikeout on Jorge Soler. It, it's, it's crazy that a guy can throw two pitches, and you have no idea what's coming. And it's not even that they... they Assume that it's just you have to respect the fact that he throws the other pitch, but it's like the less he throws it, the more effective his slider becomes, because then a pit, then the hitter is gonna, like at some point he has to throw me a fastball and then he never does. He threw Brian Holiday in Miami, twelve straight sliders. <laughs> Former teammate. What? Former, Former teammate. teammate. So it's like the only reason that works is because they're they're like at some point he's gonna throw me a fastball. So it's crazy that. He throws those pitches in, and they can't sit on anything, even though you got you got a 50-50 shot. Was 77 miles an hour and 87 miles an hour yeah. fast. So it's not like he's pumping gas past you. No, but it's just that his slider's good enough. It's, yeah. it's tight enough, and it's good enough. It's a good you pitch. Can't, you can't try to sit on it, because then that's the, that's the time that he's going to throw a fastball. It's either going to be by you, or you're going to hit it off the handle. Uh, we've got about, I don't know, five or ten more minutes left in the show here. 
the Score North first place twin show, Rami Maklov, Judd Zolgad, Glenn Perkins, Derek Wetmore, Phil Mackey. And if anybody has any questions, yes, you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> There's one. Yes. That's good. Um, if you guys have yeah, come on, come on up in front. We'll get you a microphone here in just a second. But I want to ask you guys one more thing. We'll go down the line again. Give us your hottest twins take that you can think of right now. What is the ho- what is your hottest twins I'm, take? I'm jumping ahead. The twins right are going to win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> See, lose the crowd and then bring them right on back. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> They're going to run away with this division. That's pretty hot. I'll save the exact number okay. I'm going to put on it for Write That Down every Friday, 5 o'clock, on Mackie <laughs> and Judd with Rami on the Score North mobile app. But I, Is that free? It's free. Okay, thank Totally you. free, Judd, for a possibly limited time, so act fast. But I think that they are going to run away with this division by the time all is said and done. My hottest twin stake right now, Nelson Cruz is going to continue to hit the ball so well, he's going to be the American League Most Valuable Player. What? Whoa! You want hot? Yes, or spicy. All right, get this guy guy a beer. This is not for the faint of heart. Cool this guy off with a Pilsner right now. Pandering to the crowd. 39 years old. Pretty impressive. Can somebody wow. have Mike Trout go this old guy up people. here right now? Go Nelson Cruz. Go old people like me. <laughs> He's not uh, that old, Judd. Hottest Twins take. Um, he won't win American League MVP, but Mitch Garver is the best player in baseball. Wow. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Phil, you asked the question. You asked for a hot take. I know. Yeah, these, what's, what's these, are hot, these are hot takes. Mine's the Twins are going to be good for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Phil walks into Krispy Kreme. He's like, I saw the light was on, but why are these donuts so hot? It's crazy. You asked crazy. for hot, dude. It's crazy. Uh, well, I was going to say the Twins are going to beat the Yankees and go to the World Series, but I will say this. The Twins, this 2019 Twins team will go down and be remembered as the greatest offensive team in baseball history to this point, they're going to hit 300 plus home runs. The current record is 266. They're going to break the record in like three weeks with a month to go in the season. Well, and if they the go greatest back, power hitting team in the history of if baseball, Ma- Rob Manfred hey, and his cronies get together. Hey Phil, Babe Ruth just called. Okay, 27 oh, Yankees on line one. <laughs> Glenn, where do you stand on the on the Babe Ruth argument? Would would current pitchers be better than Babe Ruth? Yes. Yeah. We've we've gone down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Ottavino said he would strike Babe Ruth out every time. He is absolutely right. Every single time. Every single time. The salt and the SWAT. I believe yeah, the that's king of true. swing. I wow. believe that's true. I, I agree. It's he never saw a fastball above ninety. And he never saw a slider. So. The Wait, analytics the slider, would catch up to him. Hold on. Yeah. The slider wasn't a thing yet when Babe Ruth No, Minnesota's own Chief Bender invented the slider. Really? Yeah. But wasn't Chief Bender huh. Babe Ruth time or before Babe Ruth? No. I think Bender was a little bit after, wasn't he? I'd have to look it up. I don't know. We have controversy they didn't here. play against each other. I know Bender. that. Yeah. Hold on. His name was Bender and he invented the slider? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Chief That's Bender amazing. was a great name. All right. We got a question in the audience here. Coming up here. Say your name. And uh, give us your hottest twin steak and then ask your question. <laughs> I don't have a uh, – Gary, I don't have a hot twin steak. But I appreciated your show about Buxton. And I don't think you took it far enough. He's an amazing talent, athletic talent. But he's going to have a short major league career because he lacks the uh, wisdom in knowing when to give up his body. Like when Aaron Hicks laid out and got that ball, that's the time to give up your body. But uh, Buxton gives up his body on a team that hits uh, that scores six runs a game, and so uh, I think he should be traded 
before other teams figure that out. Gary said he didn't have his hot take, and then I, I can I can I can help you out with that one. First Thanks, of all, they can't. He's he's the the Twins' most valuable player. Derek Wetmore might think Mitch Garver's the no. I said he, best player. The Buxton's best player. the most. Byron Buxton's the most valuable yeah. player on the Twins. <laughs> um, there's a couple things with him and his defense. One is like that ball that he got hurt on in Miami. No other outfielder in baseball even has a play on that. Yeah. So part of his problem is that Kepler he gets to so many one, more yeah. balls than anybody else. So there's more more likely for him to get hurt. The other thing is that at some point he does have to realize that if he's not playing, a he's not helping the team. Partially more importantly, he's not going to make any money because you can't make money when you're not playing. And he's got to realize that if he wants to make money, you got to be playing. You can't make the club and so in a tub. He's, he's got to. Childress I mean, or he Mike helps Zimmer. the team when he's on the field. Mike he's Zimmer also, said that. he could make a lot of money, but he's not going to make any money if he's hurt. All right, give us your name and your hottest twins take, and then you can ask a question. Uh, my name's Zoe. I don't really have a hot take other than I. That's think what Gary said to too make, before he spit hot fire division. at us. I hope they win the division. Okay, that's so, warm. It's a warm take. Um, it's tepid. That's fine. My question's for Glenn, more on like the beer side since we're at a brewery. What was like your journey through like home brewing to making two beers with Surly? Like, how did that all come about? So. I had never, I liked beer, I never brewed beer, and then a guy that worked in the Twins PR department made the beer for his wedding, and I gave, he gave me one, and he had like a label and all that, and I tried it, I was like, this is actually pretty good, how hard is it? Said it wasn't hard, so I started brewing, and then just kind of like got into it, and on Twitter, and then Surly reached out to me, and... Uh, one thing led to another, and we're making beer. So you were actually home brewing because there are pro athletes who will put their name on home brewing, and it's just like guys in a place no, like these this guys, both making these a guys keg had, and slapping your name on it. Both of these guys have had some of my beer. Really? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Very good. Pretty strong, as I recall. All right, give us your name. you got to give us a hot twins take and a question here. Okay, let's not slow down the, to- the hot takes. Hi, guys. My name is Greg. Hey, uh, Greg. I don't have a hot take. I don't Wow, tough crowd. Glenn Perkins is the greatest closer for the Minnesota Twins. That's history. a hot take. Oh, that is a hot. That's, that's, that's really hot. hot. That's a hot that take. is like really, really, really Sorry, hot. Sorry, Glenn. That's pretty hot. Thank you, though. In the weekend, though, we took Joe Nathan to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. So time. I want to go back to Devin Smelser. Um, uh, he started on Sunday. I just he has had five appearances with uh, with the Twins. Uh, he went with uh, the Yan- against the Yankees. He did pretty well. Um, he did really well on Sunday. How capable would he be to go in the playoffs as a starter? I want Glenn to answer this. I, I love Devin Smelter's stuff, and I think against left-handed lineups, he's a weapon, starter or reliever. So I'm going to get a little bit technical right now. Uh, his fastball is 89. Justin Verlander's is 95. There's a, there's a thing called Bauer units, so it's velocity with spin rate included. Their fastballs play the same. So Devin Smelter's fastball, like when you watched him pitch on Sunday, and guys couldn't catch up to his fastball, they took him when they probably shouldn't have taken him because they don't recognize it. It has so much spin, such a high spin, it plays as a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. So in that sense, like when people look at him and, oh, he's throwing 89, why don't they swing? Why aren't he, why, why isn't he getting giving up home runs? His stuff, all, all three of his pitches are in like the top 20th percentile in Major League Baseball. So you have to get over that like bias of like velocity and all those things that there's a lot more to it, which is why 
when they traded Brian Dozier, they wanted Devin Smelter. Like Derek Falvey and Thad Levine specifically went after that guy because of those things. They had had him. They knew his spin rates on all on all throughout his on his cutter or slider, whatever he calls it, his changeup and his fastball. They're all elite. So his stuff plays up. He still has to have good command because the the velocity does play, but he's got a chance. It, it's it's tough in in that. I mean, it's tough no matter what. But he's got a chance. Like he's he can be pretty. He he's shown it. He can be pretty stinking good. Lefty reliever in October. Let's go uh, one more here. One more hot take and a question. Give us your name. Hi, my name is Shelby, and I'm pleased to be a sponsor for Mr. Mackey. Oh, great. Um, I, I like that the twins are on cruise control. Nice. That's not even a hot take. That's just right. like a so plus I was pun. listening on the way up here. I have two questions. I want to know who is going to be the big personality to get some media attention for this fabulous twins team this year. And my second question for Phil is I'd like to know how many Taekwondo terms you remember from earlier. <laughs> The answer is zero, which matches judge recollection from being on a Taekwondo beat that at one point in his career. That was 1990. That was a long time ago, a lot of beers ago. The glory days when he was on the Taekwondo beat, man. Mm. That's a violent sport. Uh, I would. I'll, I mean, I think Sergio Romo is going to be the the media poster boy of this team down the stretch. Is there any? I mean, Sergio Cruz is on the short list. But, Sir, Eddie, Eddie Rosario, Eddie Rosario. Rosario has that. The Bomba Squad. Uh, yeah, for Barry, sure. Bar- Barrios has that. I think yeah. it, you know if he has a good start in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, that's kind of Romo's deal, though. Like that's kind of his thing, and he's got he's got the three championships with the Giants as well. Taylor Rogers would be okay if the spotlight shifted to somebody else. You think? Yes. Taylor does not enjoy our presence that much in the clubhouse. No. I, I mean, I don't think he is there, is there anyone in the clubhouse that really loves Judd's presence? Like, like, <laughs> you walk in and, I think Gibby's a big fan. He, he's in Glenn's old corner locker ever, there. I think he's ever, a big fan. Did you ever clear things up with Blake Parker before he left? No, home? no. And then his wife was blocked like, you? That was Blake's wife. Oh. Blake was fine with me. Yeah, Judd got into a few with Blake Parker's <laughs> wife on Twitter. It wasn't a feud. I wrote a headline a and tweeted out, and it was a misunderstanding. I wonder if Rocco Ball... Zucker's wife who I'm, fe- I'm feuding with. She blocked me. <laughs> I wonder if um, Rocco Baldelli gets some of the spotlight as they go into the postseason. Like, he'll get some AL Manager of the Year pub. I don't know if he'll win it, but he'll be on that short list. He'll deflect it so quick but, your but, head will but, spin. But that's the thing. So national media descends and is like, Rocco, what a great job you've done managing this club. And he'll give them a Rocco answer. And I, I don't think he'll be the story throughout the postseason, but it'll be part of it. His reply will be, truthfully, I've done nothing here. <laughs> truthfully, you look at the players, and they've just he done such amazing jobs. <laughs> um, so we're going we're gonna to take more questions. We have to wrap the show here, but we'll take more questions, and we're going to do some giveaways here in just a second. But thank you all so much for coming out. This has been the Scornor Twin Show. Glenn Perkins. Thank you. Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, Rami Makloff. It's a five-day-a-week twin show at noon every day on Score North, AM 1500. The Score North mobile app is a great place where you can help us out. It's It's, free to download. Very much free to download. For possibly limited time, so act fast. And uh, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you find podcasts. Thank you, Modest, for hosting. And uh, And for the beer. see if the twins can keep this up this season. (laughs) And for the beer. See you guys.